0: Hi, my name is Catherine Gallagher, Jan Pesson, and this is our podcast, Bitchin' About Food. Jan, I have slowed that down quite a bit. I used to say bitchin' about food, and nobody knew what I was saying. Um, Yeah, nobody
1: knows what you're saying anyway, (laughs) but go ahead.
0: Listen, you and I have known each other a long time, Jan. Uh My God, it seems like an eternity. Yep. Okay. But we have two guests today who mm-hmm. have known each other even longer than we have known one another. Wow. Yeah. Please welcome our dear friends who are living here now, but we've known them since we were coming up as young neophytes in Chicago, Ralph Flores and Tom Carroll. Woo! Welcome to the Woo-hoo! podcast.
2: Hi. 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 hi, hi. I'm yeah. applauding for myself. Thanks. That's why well you should. That's <laughs> why well you should. Thanks for having us. Thank Thanks you. Thanks, We're very ancient. We're so glad to be here. Thanks for, for helping us in.
0: Listen. It, <laughs> yeah, I know. Ralph comes in and he goes, I need to take my pills. I'm like, yep, exactly. So listen. <laughs> No, I mean, we're so glad you guys are here. First of all, it, Jan said to me today on the way over, oh, we have, it's a cup, Ralph and Tom at the same time, and then we have two girls coming. And so we've never done four people on a mic, but we'll try and keep up. Sounds it, kinky. Yeah. I'm pretty it sounds excited.
1: Sounds bluegrassy. <laughs> yeah,
0: bluegrass yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It does sound bluegrass On one grassy. mic. Anyway, <sighs> listen, I've known Ralph and Tom. We figured it out when they came over for dinner. We've known each other since the late 80s. And Mm -hmm. I don't remember, I think you met Tom out here when we were doing some stuff, readings and stuff. Yeah. I don't think you knew them in Chicago. I didn't. But I knew them in Chicago. And I'm so glad you guys came. Thank you for coming.
3: Sure. But we have a lot to talk about. I
0: mean, we have a lot to talk about. And Mm -hmm. funny, I have notes, and Ralph has notes, and Tom has notes. Do you have any notes, Jen? I have no notes. (laughs) We know. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. All right. You guys met in college, right?
2: Correct. Yeah.
0: So you've been, how long have you been, how long have you known each other?
2: Well, the standard joke that I have is that when people ask, how long have you guys been together? And I say 87 years. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, I know. not that old. Yeah, I know. But you know what? We're getting close to that because it's actually been 46 years.
0: Oh my God. Since Aww. we
2: moved in together after college.
0: Muscle um top. And
2: we've been together ever since. Yeah.
0: yeah. 44 for us. Amazing. Wow! But we're not a couple, thank yet. God. <laughs> yet, yet, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, I fully anticipate. <laughs> and you oh know, God, I guess I'll be the Butch.
1: I think but I'll just do? throw myself in front of a truck. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks,
0: Jan. You could do a lot worse than me. But <laughs> Jan
3: uh, went completely white. She did. <laughs> she, like her eyes, full back in her head. <laughs> <Kinda> <laughs> <laughs> listen,
0: did. you could also do better. As I tell Dean, you could do better. Okay, <laughs> so listen, I Ralph and Tom have a very similar situation in their home to what I have in my home and what and what you Jan have in your home which is that one person one person that would be Ralph does the lion's share of the cooking if not all of the cooking and I just want to confirm that that's true you do most of the cooking this is true yes Yes, your honor and what I would like to say to Tom is way to work it. Okay? Way to work it. So, okay, let's go back. Let's go back 46 years or whatever. Did that was that from day 1?
3: Pretty much, yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: But you like to cook.
0: I do. I love yeah. to cook. Yeah, but come on. I mean, did you say to him when you first met him, I don't know how to cook or what?
3: I I just knew. <laughs> How, well, well, how did you know? Because based on what... He, uh, oh, this is interesting. Uh, Tom was not very sophisticated in terms of uh, food. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh,
0: oh, he married up when he met you?
3: Well, no. Here, Here's an example. Okay. Uh, we went to college together, and on Sunday nights after mass, which was at 10 p.m., uh, we would sometimes go out to eat, and people were really excited about going out to have... Ribs. And this is in Chicago. This is in Chicago, Niles, Illinois. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Wait a
0: second. Where do you go out for ribs at, at 11 o'clock at night in Niles, Illinois? Oh,
3: this is, you know, like when things were open beyond midnight. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Tom looked so perplexed that we were all excited about going out to have ribs. <laughs> and um, he had never had barbecued ribs. What? Uh, and I said, "Well, what do you eat at home?" And he says, "Well, my mom boils the ribs, oh. and then just serves them on the plate, and we pour, oh. we throw Lori's, uh for food seasoning." Oh. On oh. oh my! Oh God! And that was a huge clue for me. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good. Know. one. Now Here that is. said,
2: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> boiled ribs with lots of ketchup and Lowry's taste pretty damn good. Uh, no, it doesn't. No, 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 no. Sorry, no. But it did lead to this Them perplexion words. on my part about why would anyone go to get ribs at a restaurant? I just didn't have that experience.
0: Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. So let's go back to your childhood. Mm-hmm. Who did the cooking? My mom. All of it?
2: Uh, she did Yeah, a, a good majority of it. Yeah. And yeah. how was she? She was um, a kind of a perfunctory cook. Yeah. Um, she had grown up in Ireland. Okay, she was the <laughs> eldest of like thirteen, fourteen children. Okay, on a farm. Oh God, everybody okay. was working. Gotcha. So when other children were born, she became you know somewhat of a, a not a surrogate mother for for some of them, but she would be a caretaker for them, and undoubtedly she was helping her own mother in in the kitchen, and so... which was to prepare food for. A the, mass
1: amount of people. A lot of people. Yeah. Without a lot of Including people money. who
2: are coming. Exactly. Right. And also using what was on the farm, right? So chickens and uh, uh, pigs and uh, the, everything that they would have uh, would be used to make meals, right? Um, and so, so she, then she learned kind of very basic cooking on very rudimentary, you know, peat Stove tops. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so there, was, is, no, there yeah. was no, there
0: was no. She didn't have like a giant Viking. There was no range. bathroom
2: in the house. <laughs> you know, no, this you, is no this bathroom is survival. In the house.
0: Wow. Yeah, survival yeah. food.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even in the 1960s, when my sister and I would go to Ireland to visit family, uh, it was still there was no bathroom in the house. There was, you know, running water for the first time, like in the late 50s, early 60s. Wow. Yeah. So it meant going to the well to get the water. It was that unsophisticated.
0: So she must have been like when she came to America and married your father. She must have been like, wow, a toilet stove, cool refrigerator. I'm mean. sure it
2: was all of that stuff. Yeah. If you if you remember the book uh, Brooklyn, um, Colum Tilleen, he wrote uh, that. It actually became a movie too uh, about that transition from uh, Ireland in the 19th. That that was in, I think the you know 1950s. And then going to Brooklyn and New York, a young woman, um, uh, very much matched my my own mother's story, except for the particulars, because that woman was escaping a like a failed relationship and a pregnancy and things like that. Um, um, so, but, we- but they yeah they came with very little sophistication, and they were used to you know the equivalent. And this is not a. A slight on them, but it was peasant food. Right. Yeah. basically. Yeah. No, survival right? food. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Contrasting to your mother.
3: Mm-hmm. Who was an amazing cook. My mom did uh, she do all the cooking? Yeah. Oh well, you know, we lived for several years in Mexico and obviously anyone who's, you know, I love Mexico middle class in Mexico can afford servants. Yeah. So we had servants who my mom would do most of the cooking, but like if there were specialty dishes that we wanted, for example, pozole or things that were really labor intensive. Yeah, then, some of those. Yeah. And those, those um, uh, servants uh, were bringing their own recipes which were really fabulous Amazing. from, you know ranches and places that they were <laughs> growing up in so they knew how to make the tortillas by hand they knew how to make them. my mom never did that but she had a really uh wonderful gift for seasoning and just making things taste really delicious
0: so how did you did you express interest in it at an early age? Did you help her in the kitchen? Did I you in, sit and watch her?
3: Yeah. I was intrigued by the whole process, especially for like big celebrations when, because that was the other thing our family liked to do. We always had huge gatherings. Yeah. I um, want to talk about your parties. That's the other thing on my list. That, well, that's where that comes from. Um, Th- that's where I would get really uh, interested, you know, in seeing the machinations of prepping everything for, you know, the big event. So, uh, yeah, and, you know, every once in a while I'd kind of help out, you know, doing minor things. But, yeah, I, I was always around really, really wonderful cooks like my aunts. And uh, there was an aunt that was like 80, and she would still, you know, like, she'd be on her hands and knees, um uh, uh, with uh, with a fan fanning the brazier because she was cooking things on like coal and oh wood, you know, and <laughs> I that, love I, that I found that so like mysterious. It's like it's almost like witchcraft. Like she was creating this brew, and she made amazing, you know, stews and soups and stuff.
0: Yeah, I mean that is that when I was visiting my friend in in. Uh, Guerrero recently we were doing some pre-easter shopping and the big dish is bacalao which I didn't even know what it was and it's you know cut the salt cod and you know there's a whole giant prep that goes with that that you know she had already gotten the bacalao and she was looking for all the other ingredients and stuff and and the whole family gets involved I mean yeah so when you guys get together you know what was it like to have your culinary because this is an interesting story because my brother is a cook and my sister-in-law is one of 13 or no one of 10 sorry but a big irish family from the south side Mm. and um i think he kind of she didn't come to him with a lot of food knowledge in fact it's funny that you talk about the ribs and the ketchup because my father had never had spaghetti and meatballs when he met my mother and my, my father's mother always suspected that my mother was Italian, even though she was Irish. She used to say, oh, she makes that spaghetti and meatballs, and she has brown hair and brown eyes. I think she's secretly Italian. She didn't, <laughs> <laughs> she didn't tell us. Oh. But, I mean, my sister-in-law, I think my brother really opened her eyes to, to a lot of different foods. So what was it like to experience, like, foods that you had never had before to... To have Ralph's take on, because Ralph, let it just let's just go back and say Ralph is a phenomenal cook, and I have two history stories about that. But anyway, go ahead.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, but but you're right. I think that yeah, I think. But beginning in college too, then I I was going out more and more,
0: and, and Ralph, out with friends, and and Ralph and... who had that has the uncanny ability to find a fantastic restaurant anywhere he is. Let's say, let's go to some place that's open at midnight in Niles for ribs. And you'd be like, whoa, these ribs taste really good, unlike my ribs that I know. But you know,
2: I think uh, I may be mistaken about this, but I think uh, you mentioned uh, didn't have spaghetti and meatballs. We certainly did, but it was probably out of a can. Yeah. You know, so I think my mom and my family as a result were also victims of, you know, that kind of ready to eat foods in cans. And I, you know, remember the. uh, the vegetables that would be frozen, but they would be in a plastic pouch and you would put that into boiling water. So my mom knew how to do that, um, put something into boiling boiling water. water. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't remember when I was growing up just to say this out loud, um, because we've been talking about doing this for a while. So how do I talk about something that I don't do? But part of the story is that I don't remember us feeling that we weren't, we weren't getting a fair shake from my mom, the cook. Um, we no. were well fed, and it was a huge variety of foods. Yeah, no, but but I mean, it wasn't like sophisticated in any way. I don't even remember going to many great restaurants when yeah. we were kids, and that started to happen more, I think, when I was in um, college. Yeah, right, uh, and then after that too. Well, so,
0: I mean, but but not cooking at all. What is that? I mean, how. Is it that you don't want to, you know,
2: I, you know, you know, if, 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 if circumstances were different or if I was with someone who wasn't a cook either, then we would be, I'd be cooking, you know,
0: you would, you know how to cook something.
2: You'd have to be able to, you know, learn it. It's not like I'm unsophisticated. You know, I can read a book. (laughs) I can read the Betty Crocker book and look at a, a, a recipe and fix something. Um, and then again, you know, we're still maybe I'm still the victim of, Being. of, of how easy it is to go to a store, go to a Trader Joe's, and get food that's ready to warm up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So those things are possible. I wouldn't be doing any sophisticated cooking. Could I learn to do that? Sure. I'm sure I could. Yeah. But very frankly,
0: why would you if you're living with why, Ralph? Why would yeah.
2: I? And then uh, when Ralph is in fact tired of cooking or he doesn't feel like cooking that day, then Uh, We live in a society where you can go get food and you can get it now delivered. Yeah. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I know. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. Uh, Because for me, I don't know about Jan so much, but for me, my kitchen is kind of like church. Mm -hmm. Like it's where I go to meditate, it's where I go to relax, it's where I go to create, it's where I go. You're not, you don't feel that way as much. Uh, I don't
1: feel that way at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Tell us how you feel, Jan.
1: (laughs) It's just work, it's all just work. Yeah. it's 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 a half to it, it, it's like a job because it's a half to thing to make food for um, your mom. Th- yeah, that you have to have food for people, someone if you're, you know, living with someone. It's not just you. So you have to have food for them. It's it's work. Not always. But I mean, if I don't think you
0: like cooking as much as I do.
1: I do not. I like to bake. I've never really liked to
0: cook. You like to cook those. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I actually, you know, I I go in phases, and I don't know if you do this, but um, right before the pandemic, you know, it, it was kind of becoming a burden. It was kind of like and and it's it's true there's so many convenient ways now to get food like yeah. you know especially if you live in an area where we do where we've always lived it's always convenient to walk to the Bristol farms and they have this whole array of you know prepared mm-hmm. foods that you can just uh so i was getting a little bit too much in that habit of you know go telling Tom either pick me up at Bristol Farms or I'd go to Bristol Farms or you know uh pick up some prepared food and but then the pandemic came, and I had all this time you know working from home, and I kind of found that Zen again for mm. me, it's the same thing when I'm in the kitchen. I like being there alone. I don't want anyone in there. No. And I'm very strict about that. Yes. And I hear about it all the time. Get out. Get out of my kitchen. Get out. That's exactly what I say. Get out, Um, Dean. (laughs) And, you know, I prepare... Sometimes I I do, like, meal preparation for the week or for a couple of days. So I love, you know, uh, prepping and getting stuff together. Yeah, the power cooks. And what happened during the pandemic is that, as you know, I'm an avid walker, so I practically walked here from home. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. uh, How did you get here? Did you drive? He picked me up at I didn't uh, walk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we know. At the corner. Um, That's funny. But... uh, By doing that, I was always stopping at either, you know, Ralph's or uh, Trader Joe's. And so I was picking up. Ingredients on a daily basis, pretty much. Yeah, you know, and it almost reminded me of what we used to do in Mexico in when, Europe that's when you'd how they go do to it. the market right. yeah. every day every and you just pick up what's fresh, and that's what you would make for the day. So you'd get your inspiration there.
0: Oh God, the market in Zihuatanejo was so amazingly fabulous. I just was. That's where I got those purple habaneros that I made the, Ooh, so that salsa with. It was delicious. I mean, did you enjoy the market in Duitotneo with those <laughs> Do, do, do. Sorry, Jan, you are a giant
3: bitch.
1: <laughs> I went to the market, but Jan, in you in had y- shut the You f- had up. your, <laughs> you
3: had your little stint in France. Yeah, I heard Jan, you were living in France. You had
1: France. your little stint in France. You
0: big yeah baby. When I
1: was twenty three to twenty four I lived there. Were and, you not going to sh- the market? Yeah, I was going to the market, but I was also shitting in a hole in the ground. I wasn't exactly <laughs> living the life of Riley. No, but you wasn't could pick up sure. your fresh baguette yes. a day every she had
3: day. Your croissants. Yeah I'm just
1: I'm just making fun of my jet know, setting friend at the moment anyway.
0: Yeah. Um Go well ahead. okay so I have to tell two stories, two Ralph stories. Well three. The first was you know I didn't really know that the kitchen was going to be my my church when i f- first started living on my own i didn't realize i just kind of was like you in a way i kind of made survival-y food i wasn't using it to create i wasn't doing much stuff i didn't really follow much i only had there was no internet <laughs> you know it seems inconceivable back <laughs> in the day before i started following food bloggers and instagrammers and stuff getting tips, and it just never occurred to me to be creative in the kitchen. I just kind of did what my mom had done, who was a great cook. But then one time I went to your house, like, when I first met you, I went over to your house, your apartment, and and some friends of ours were theirs, and Dave, and he, he goes, here, try this cookie. Ralph made it. And I ate this cookie. It was a chocolate chip cookie. Jan, you love cookies. You'll like this story. I do. I ate this cookie, and I was like, what? What's in this cookie? What is making this cookie taste so good but I don't know this I don't know this flavor at all. So I said, "Ralph, what's in this cookie?" And Ralph goes, "Pine nuts." And I'm like, "Pine nuts? What are those?" Like I didn't know what pesto was. I didn't know, you know, I was young. I was very young. And I was like, "Wait, he just made a chocolate chip cookie with pine nuts." And then I mean, I eventually figured out that pine nuts was part of pesto and I'm like, "Oh. So that's like an Italian nut that he put in the cookie, like, I'll never forget it. I, my mind was just blown that day. I'm like, who does that? Like, what, like, did you create that recipe? I mean, when you were you always creative, even when we were young, as a cook? Like, you just thought it up one day?
3: I don't know if it was creative. It's called experimental, and sometimes, I mean, just by you know trying things you find out whether you like something or not yeah i but i must have read a recipe or something that said yeah put pine nuts in it it'll make it you know
2: um, it was
0: so good i can still taste it and it was like 35 years ago <laughs> oh my
1: god i think ralph
2: is awfully good at um uh, uh being um uh in you use another word other than inventive, what experimental? experimental, yeah, I experimental, was, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing when we when we have food that's prepared. Ralph will always do something to it. He'll add something that makes it a little bit, you know, elevated and uh, interesting, and um, and so so. He's you know, an artist a, yeah, in the kitchen. I yeah. think so. Well, you know.
3: and here's my first uh, issue I'm going to bring up with you because I've heard all your podcasts. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! Uh, Miss. Uh, Spreadsheet. Over I have here. my spreadsheets. I know. Don't take
0: away my spreadsheets.
3: No, I'm not. But I think you don't give yourself as much credit as you deserve. You've been cooking for how long? Mm, Add up the years.
0: Thirty some years. Okay.
3: You've acquired some knowledge, my friend. Yeah. You know how to discern if things are going to work or not with certain ingredients, and yeah. so yeah. it's called improvisation. Yeah. So. I think you could throw some of those spreadsheets away mm-hmm. and you could be more creative, more inventive so that you don't have to follow recipes, you know, by the <gasps> Yeah. R- no, book. Uh,
0: no, I, I no, listen. I okay, let's let's dissect that because I am not necessarily following recipes by the book. In fact, I've evolved into a cook like I see on Instagram where I don't even use measuring spoons or stuff right. anymore. I can just eyeball stuff now, yeah. which I consider huge. And I too vary the recipe. I, I add stuff or I take stuff away. I mix it up. But what I adhere to rigidly is what night of the week it's going to be. Pizza, this, that, this, that, this, and that, you know, the recipes themselves are free form and malleable, but when we eat them is kind of my defrosting schedule. You know, it's all kind of on a
3: schedule. Yeah, you do a lot of defrosting. I I I don't do that. You don't have any freezer freezer. No, I do. What I do do a lot of is soups. I'm obsessed with soups, and I could eat soups every day of the week.
0: Me too, but I have a problem because the Deanster does not
3: like soup. You know what? He's not going to starve if you give him food. (laughs) He'll eat it. (laughs) (laughs) He should just be lucky that there's a plate of food in front of him. That's my right, Janice. Yes, absolutely.
0: That's my big problem. Listen, he grew up with a mom who didn't really like cooking at all, and she defaulted to casseroles, goulashes, soups, and stews. And to this day, he cannot... And, you know, he he did not fare well as a child with food. And I have to... I have a soft spot for that, because my mother was the type of person, I've probably talked about this before, if I didn't like something, or my brother didn't like something, oh, okay, she would whisk it away and whip up something else that we liked. She never forced us to eat anything, never, not once.
2: Oh, no, that never happened. That uh, never yeah, happened. Uh, no. Really? Always had to eat everything placed in Both of you? Yeah. I oh, always
3: yeah. feared uh, Lent, because my f- no, my father, this is when we were in Mexico... Uh, and I was six years old, six to eight. Uh, he would get a huge sack of <laughs> fava beans oh, God. <laughs> and make my, uh, the brother next to me, uh, I'm the youngest, uh, and I sit in the patio on a weekend oh. and just peel all those fu- right, oh. <laughs> goddamn fava beans. Fuck, no, insane. no, no, no. Fucking fava um, beans. Fava beans because every day the first course was always soup so either a consomme or something and but for Lent it would be you know the fava soup so I and he would not let us get up from the table until that was gone so this is how I ate fava I take a spoonful of uh, the soup and a sip of water oh. so so by the time I was done with the soup I was full because I had had like three gallons of water oh, no. getting through the soup so I did tested fava beans for forever yeah and then I just went to my cousin's house like 30 years later and she made this fabulous fava soup and all of a sudden it all it was came like, flooding back I'm oh like no I loved it she, it yeah, was delicious because it. Yeah. it was loaded with cilantro and so so anyway yeah yeah but what about you did you have
0: to eat everything on your plate too
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah, there was no escaping it. <laughs> um, but you know, again, Lowry's was on the table, so <laughs> Lowry's oh. helped everything.
0: Yeah, well,
1: yeah. Lowry's does help everything. That's, That's Jan's true. favorite. I know. I, I, remember, favorite yeah. I, I know you've said that on this. But you know, as a kid, yeah. we—I don't remember having to finish, but we did have to eat something. And like, sometimes Neil, my brother, and I would only be like, we were into this thing where we only liked um, Mrs. Paul's fish sticks. Uh, mm. <laughs> were, when I think about it, ugh. But anyway. But even if I didn't want to eat that, I would just, like, chew everything and have, like, one big gob in the side of my mouth. And then I'd be like, I'm all done. And then I'd spit it out into a napkin or something. I did God. that. The old napkin yeah, trick. Yeah. Yeah, the old yeah. napkin yeah.
3: trick. Yeah, yeah, I think
1: yeah. we all have an old napkin trick, oh. right? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah.
0: you know, there's, there's so many things I could make that I love. You know, I—Dean— D- has a, I, I said to Dean, I need one night off, so you're on your own on Thursdays, and he's fine with that, and he's actually offered to be on his own more than once, and I, I haven't taken him up on it yet, but I might. But I make su- soups and stews and all sorts of vegetarian things for myself F- and freeze it, of course, and that's what I eat on my night off, because I like all that stuff, but I can't force him to eat that stuff. I can't force him to eat Alison Roman's dilly cabbage soup, which is t- like a vinegary, cabbagey. Full of beans and it's delicious, but he would absolutely hate it, so yeah. Boy, you
1: must be a lot of fun later (laughs)
2: after you eat that. This is true. I'm (laughs) a lady, oh, you certainly are. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my
3: god,
0: wait, I was just that just triggered a thought and I just lost it. Oh god, I hate that when I lose my thoughts. All right, let's go on to another story, which is um, well, I want
1: can I just go ahead? Yeah, since since Ralph. Is fantastic at finding great restaurants wherever he is. Oh God, unbelievable! What what?
3: point two with you two? (laughs) And I've been I've been dying to bring this up since I heard your first episode. Okay, a. Mm -hmm. Let's be rational. Let's be reasonable here. Okay, L. A. Has such a diverse community. A hundred and twenty-something languages spoken here. You can't say that the food in L.A. sucks. You just can't. It's not true. Sucks. So Sophia, <laughs> Sophia, and Blanche, you can choose whichever you two you want to be. Here. I'll be Sophia. Sophia. Um, no, I <laughs>
0: called it first. Oh, fine. Um, <laughs> no, we we did it di- here. Here's here's the a, here's the us. deal. We're, you guys, we're the problems.
3: you guys live in what I consider uh food uh desert desert. Yeah, you
0: know. dead zone. Yeah.
3: Um and that's fine. You can live there. It's it's a lovely place that you guys live in. Uh it's near the airport. There's not much in terms of variety of food that you can no, go to no. there's not. But Branch. Out. You can absolutely mm. you can get off your bums. <laughs> and I've heard you go on and on and, oh I'm not gonna drive to and everything's so expensive and it's Yes, things are more expensive, but there's a whole range of pricing and restaurants that you can go to that are I mean, we live in Little Persia. We have amazing
0: Yeah, you have options, amazing restaurants.
3: But we don't just rely on Little Persia and a lot of the credit here needs to go to Tom because I'll find a place and I'll say, Hey, we should try this place and because he's the one who drives, he'll say, okay, let's do it. You know, we've gone to Whittier for fideos. Fideos, it's just a simple, you know, noodle soup. But it was amazing. You know, we drove there and we said, it was worth it. It was worth coming here. You know, if you want really good, I mean, your friend last week. Yeah, uh, Judy. Yeah. Yeah. You go to the valley, you go to San Gabriel, you go, those are the places you're going to find. But you know, there are places in the actual city that are, you know, wonderful uh, food places. Yeah, uh, I know. We just, and I've got, just to prove it, <gasps> okay, I brought a whole list. Oh, of my God. That okay, I'm, good. I'm not going to read them. Why? There's well, read over, a couple. There's no, read over 20-something no, options read them. Yeah. We'll read a
1: couple. Places
3: yeah. that we like. Okay. I mean, you, you talk about Mexican food, like, just regular, cheap food. Tacos por favor on Olympic. We love that place. 14th, and we've been yeah. going there since we moved here.
0: Where is that?
3: 14 and, o- and Olympic. Really great. Cheap. They make amazing pozole in the weekend. Okay. Uh, they make the white version, um, okay. not the red. Um, but, you know, if you want to elevate that, there's Red O on Ocean that Rick Bayless from Chicago, oh, yeah. you know. Uh, Red O
1: on Ocean. I yeah. Thought, I thought there was only in a Santa Red O, o in Monica. Orange County. I didn't know. No, there's countries.
3: also one in uh, okay. on Montana, you know, Shishi. Area. There's
1: one on Montana. Yeah, yeah. that's
3: yeah, Jan's yeah. mom's
0: favorite street. So yeah. now what's you've it just called? Red o? Red, Red o. o.
3: It's the Rick Bayless empire. You know, he has Topolombopo in Chicago and Frontier Grill and Choco.
0: You know Rick Bayless. He's written all those cookbooks. He's hmm. Rick Bayless. Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. You know Blue Plate Oysterette. You were talking about good, you know, seafood in Santa Monica. Yeah. You mentioned the lobster, which is still open. Oh, it is. Okay. See how. Closely, I was listening to your podcast. God, you really were. Um, uh, great, great chowder. Really what's it great called? blue plate oysterette. Okay. They also have just down the street from there uh, blue plate taco. So um, what? Yeah, Ralph. Uh, uh, ha- I told you he knew restaurants. Hapu on uh, Olympic and is it Westwood? You know, if you want Chinese. Wait, what's it called? Hapu.
1: Is it in a strip mall? Yeah,
3: it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, didn't like it. You know, you're not going to like all of them, but okay. we found that, you know, it, you did turn us reliable. On. You yeah. did
0: turn me on to artilis, but she doesn't like artilis either, so.
3: Anapurna, that vegetarian Indian place oh, yeah. we went to that was in, good. in Culver City. Um, uh, Bamboo on Wilshire, the Thai Bamboo, really great Thai food. We 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 go there all the time. And hmm.
1: Wilshire and what?
3: Um just before Barrington. Okay. Yeah. um, Monte Alban, if you're looking for, you know, Oaxacan food, also on uh, Santa Monica. Um, Oh, you've taken me there, I think. It's Oaxacan. Um, Oh, yeah. Really, really good. Although there I will not go back because you keep talking about prices. For (coughs) a bowl of beef soup, they were trying to charge me $22. And I said, no, 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 no.
2: I'm not you could make enough beef soup for three months yeah. on twenty-two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, um, what we've noticed in some of the restaurants, if we're talking about also pricing and and what you're getting for your for your buck, um, we've noticed that some restaurants, and Monte Alban, is an example of that. That um, um, the food is, I think, just as good, but it's also much smaller proportions. You're getting less yeah. for what you used to pay for. So there's that dynamic happening too. It's like everything in a grocery store. Um, but don't The you packaging agree? is smaller, bigger, but, but less inside.
0: But, Ralph, don't you agree that, in general, Chicago has better food?
3: Yeah, but you're comparing apples to oranges. Chicago is such a—it's con- it, it it's not expansive like That's Los That's why we Angeles. like it, because all you do is walk no, out of your house yeah. and it's right there. Yeah, mm-hmm. but even in Chicago, I mean, you're kind of mythologizing it, because I think that, you know— Obviously, we were just there last weekend— and if you go down Randolph Street, Ugh, I mean, there's nothing like that here no. where you can just go from what you could spend 365 days a year yeah. going to a different restaurant. Right, yeah. And these are all pretty interesting, not right. necessarily amazing, but they're all really interesting and different uh, uh, genres and uh, cuisines. But... Uh,
0: so maybe Jan and I are missing the geography of Chicago. The condensed—that's that's what con- I think. The you, condensedness. But it.
3: even if you, I mean, if you live in Norwich, you're in a food desert, uh, and you you'd still say, "Oh yeah, I'm from Chicago," but you're really, you know, what what's to eat in Norwich or Oak Park, or exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. So or even it, Niles, if, at if this you're point. in the city itself, I mean, sometimes you have to take. transportation to get to, like, I like Tank in uh, that little uh, Vietnamese community uh, off of the, uh, in Uptown. Uh, so it wasn't near me but I, I knew how to get there and I I I would make an effort. Is
0: that the name of the restaurant? Tank?
3: Yeah, it's a great fa place. Oh my god, See? the most amazing. <laughs>
0: well, I'm serious. He, if I if I call him up I go, "I need a I need a Mexican place between uh, f- the 405 <laughs> and <laughs> and the ocean and it needs to be north of Santa Monica Boulevard and south of Sunset." He'll be like, "Blah, blah, 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 <laughs> blah." He'll rattle off like five places. I'm like, "How did you I, you know, and but, it's
3: not like we eat out every day, we no, really do No, I know, it's but you just but have but that
0: honing you have a home, you can like a honing pigeon, homing pigeon, you can just zero in well, on they it. Also, and we're willing to travel, right? To they get travel
1: somewhere. and they explore, and I get that. But just going back to my perspective for just a minute, sure, I understand sure, and sure. I grasp what you're saying, yeah. But <laughs> when you work, you know, no, I get it, long hours, yeah, and you have. Um, extenuating circumstances. Yes. Let's just leave it at that. And you're exhausted. Yeah. yeah the yeah. last thing you want to do is get in a car and drive for another whatever to get someplace to have a to have some decent food. I miss. I. You're right. I miss that geography of even when I lived in West LA. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. the ability to not go that far sure. to find something okay to eat was not. a, a, a Herculean effort, you sure. know, yeah. and living where I live now, it's a real pain in the ass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It really, really is. And, you know, and then it's like, well, if I stop on my way from work, then I'm going to be stuck. Then I'll be another 45 minutes getting home because yeah. I have to wait traffic. Sure. Too. sure so sure. that's Jan bitching about, <laughs> traffic, bitching and about traffic and food. Bitching about traffic and food if I work. if if I lived with you, Ralph... Um, I, I you'd be eating better. I would be eating a lot better. I wouldn't I wouldn't be thinking about it 24/7 about yeah. what am I gonna make? Where am I gonna get it? what am I gonna do? and I'd be going out more and traveling more. Yeah. So yeah. I think you need to leave. Tom, and <laughs> move in. with and me. Where's she gonna go? She's but not moving in with me. I just decided. No, okay. but then
3: you'd be have to become the chauffeur because I don't drive. Well, I would
1: drive.
0: Okay. Yeah, I would drive.
2: Would but well, but actually, that's a good question. So, but Jan, you are a cook. You can cook. Yeah. Yes. And 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 if you were with Ralph, I mean, would you be cooking?
1: I would gladly give it up. Oh. <laughs> Here you go. I just, Enjoy. I have
0: to get the visual of Jan and Ralph to get out of my head together. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Match
1: made in heaven. What are you talking about? Oh. Anyway.
0: No, I mean, okay. So, all right. So
3: I'd be thrilled because from what I've heard, you make amazing roasts. You do oh my wonderful God. She's barbecue. A great you barbecue. do barbecue. Yeah. A great all of barbecue. that is like. But... Stuff people, I don't do.
1: Yeah, but a lot of that is just what I spend on what I'm buying. Yeah, it's just of course, the quality of what. The quality of yeah. what I'm buying. Very if I important. Buy, it, yeah, if I buy, you know, that's also the difference to me. It's like some people can take a mediocre whatever and turn it into something incredible. Yeah. I'm not one of those people. Hmm. I have to get incredible <laughs> to start with. Right out of the box. To turn it into super incredible. Yeah. Because hmm. I'm not an artist in the kitchen. I'm just not. So... There you go. All yeah.
0: right. Well, Ralph is... And speaking of which, so so I was... Here's the story. Let's go back in time, Jan. I was turning 40. This is a long time ago. Oh. <laughs> Last century. And, <laughs> yeah. God, you're a bitch from hell. Anyway, mm-hmm. I was turning 40 and I I said to myself, I want to have a big party and I think I need a big showstopping dish. I know. I'm going to call Ralph and see if he will allow me to sit in on his family's annual tamale making at christmas time because my birthday is around the holidays so i called ralph and i go hey could i come over and like i'll pay you could i make tamales with your family at christmas time and then i'll pay you and then i'll just buy some tamales from your mom or whatever and i can have them at my 40th party because i think you guys are already rsvp'd that you couldn't make it you you couldn't make it that year for some reason. So Ralph said, yeah, sure. Come on over. So (laughs) this is the greatest story. So I go over there. Ralph goes, yeah, come over at like seven. I'm like seven or eight. That's pretty late to start making food, but okay. I I still didn't know what the hell was going on. So I get over there and I walk in. There's like Wendy and Michelle, all these people that I know. I go, oh, hey, you guys. I thought, oh, this is fun. Like, we're all going to make tamales with Ralph's family. Like, this is going to be great. We're sitting there. All of a sudden I hear this surprise and I turn around and Ralph comes out and they all start clapping and there's like this big giant vat of tamales that Ralph Ralph goes, you're not making tamales with my family. No way. We already (laughs) made them and this is your birthday present. They gave me all these tamales. Those tamales were my present.
1: That's nice. You were at my party. You ate the tamales. They were delicious.
0: (laughs) You don't remember.
1: (laughs) What do you want me to say? (laughs) They were crap. No, they were delicious. I'm sure they were. That
0: was like one of the Best food memories that I have with you guys, like those that surprise tamale party. I was like, oh, oh my God. Because I I really did want to learn how to make tamales. But then I thought, wow, no, this is way easier. I just got all these tamales for nothing. It was a present.
3: Damn straight. Ah. I loved it. I loved it. That was really a special ritual for us. Every year we would get together, uh, the family. And it's the only time we would all sit around the table. Even my nephews would be, you know, slapping on the masa on the uh, on the hojas. um wait
1: the wet on the wet the shells oh okay
3: <laughs> massa is the 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 batter that okay you, um and um yeah. yeah we'd all just sit around the table you know I'd order pizza and we'd just prep for the night the following night you know so um yeah so good, for good you, deal.
1: for you a lot of like as with a lot of people we talk to, you know, food is just such a strong memory. It, it evokes so much.
3: Oh, the smells. I mean, yeah. when I go back to Mexico, it's like walking through a market. It just, you know. Unbelievable. It, it brings up so much. Like when I was a little kid, the best thing was Sunday going to mass. Not going to mass, but after mass, going to the market. And then I'd get a huge tumbler of uh, tamarind water. You know, the big waters yeah, that yeah. they sell. Mm-hmm. So or that, the Jamaica. That, that Jamaica. Was, that was the huge treat for me, Yeah. You know, to go get the tamarind water.
0: Well, let's go back to when you guys first met. So you're in college. You're in Niles. You're at some rib place at 1130 at night. And Tom <laughs> goes, wow, these are really good. And you say to yourself, Ralph, you say to yourself, hmm, there's a lot of things I could actually show him that are <laughs> tasty, really tasty. Like, was it just one, like a whole solid five years of food education to just kind of bring him up to your level of sophistication how did you introduce how did you find out what he liked what he didn't like how did you
2: I like everything
3: yeah I know that's no, the no. that's the yeah don't be stupid of it's course It's true do. though uh, <laughs> he'll eat anything and he's so always really? very appreciative and really? says oh this is Boiled delicious ribs with... Never mind. well no my cooking no, I was I wouldn't choose I was... to do that anymore no, but no, no, I, no. But, I, yeah.
2: but I would yeah exactly
0: <laughs> So he's he's pretty good. And now you guys have a different dynamic than than Dean and I do and Jan and I do in that you, Tom, clean up.
3: Oh, my God. He's the best sous chef ever. Because really? if I want... I if mean, sous chef I, means dishwasher. Mean, yeah, you
0: don't chop and... <laughs> I,
3: yes, he
2: does. A little bit. I don't because do Because I can't be in the kitchen. I heard oh, right. when you were talking Judy? about
3: yeah. uh, the macaroni salad that, that oh you my God. had. And then Dean is the perfect person. 20 minutes. To, This is the same thing. It's like I'll give him something to chop, and I'll show him how to do it, and then he—it takes him obviously much longer than I don't know how to be
2: anything but precise with it. I really don't. But he has
3: the patience to do it, and it's like there you go, yeah, do that, and he's the best cleaner upper. I mean, I just leave the kitchen once we're done eating. Then it becomes my kitchen, and then it—then he throws me out. It's like fine. But you're like me.
0: You're explody cook, right? I explode all over the place.
3: No. no, no, I'm a really clean cook. Not me. I, I love to yes, rinse things out, and
1: you know what? I just decided you both can come live with me. Oh. <laughs> you can do it. I know how it's going to uh, work out. They're going to come live
0: with you, and you're going to move out, and they can deal with Frima. <laughs> Wait, okay. There's a there's a there's a difference of opinion here. Tom says that Ralph is an exploding cook. Ralph um, says no. He's well, not he's not an
2: explo- exploding it, it, It's it's not like there's things on the wall you know it's not that that's what but i but of course but it is going to happen it's a small kitchen yeah and so there is going to be you know i'd, I'd rather have him cooking the meal rather than cleaning up um, between between the, the different t- tasks he's, he's performing right yeah. so yeah but it's I, it's naturally going to happen. I, but- I do that
3: naturally though. If I'm using something and I I I don't like it cuz then it gets cluttered and I can't work with clutter, so I'm constantly like rinsing stuff or, you know, putting stuff away so that I have more room to work in. Oh god, we have a whole Dean and I had a whole thing
0: about sinks the other day cuz he's like, "Why don't you ever why don't you ever rinse out the sink?" I go, "I rinse out the sink." And, you know, to me it looks rinsed out. And then upon further inspection, I'm like, "Oh." <laughs> uh Oh, that's eggs from like three days ago Ew, that's no, crusted no. on the
2: side. Of the that's sink gross. That I thought I
0: got. Like <laughs> no. I thought
1: I got it. You He'll know what, Catherine? I lived with you, and you did all the cooking, and I did all the cleaning. You up. did.
0: You were great. And I'm you, a messy cook.
1: <clears throat> we're not a good cleaner-upper. No, no. I'm no. not a good cleaner-upper. It's I not. can't go to bed with sink with a dirty sink or anything dirty in the kitchen. Yeah, I can't Just either. Can't, cannot do that. And
3: this would be the bone of contention with him because when we would have our families over or after our parties. I would not go to bed until the kitchen was spotless. Um, so, you know, my family had a tendency to stay, like in Christmas Eve, they'd stay till like two or three in the morning oh my God. before they were heading Well, Santa home. Claus had to come at midnight. At midnight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so, you know, but I felt so good then because then I could go to bed and I knew that I'd be waking up to a clean kitchen. So.
0: Well, let's talk about those parties because Ralph gives parties that um, are just oh god. Oh, first I let's go back. Ralph and Tom came over for dinner a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like you, Jen. I you know you walk in, hi, how are you? Let's eat. So they both sit down, and Ralph (laughs) right here, Ralph say to Dean. What, what, we're eating? No chit-chat? <laughs> and he's like, no, no chit-chat. Here's the food. Let's go. <laughs> but Ralph constructs these evenings that are just beautiful works of art. Like like for the Oscar party, you know, there's like a whole table of like appetizers. And then all this food is gradually brought out. And then there's like a whole dessert buffet. And there's so much variety and so much, you know, great food everywhere that it's just like, oh, how, you know, like I can give parties. Oh, I hear a dog barking. Is that, I think that's the neighbor's dog barking. Well, just ignore it, our studio audience. Um, well, I,
1: studio audience probably didn't even know there was a dog well,
0: barking. Well, I just noticed the dog barking, so okay, I need to, I can't fine. just pretend it's not happening. Um, but like we're
1: all aging and we're gonna die but let's pretend that's not happening (laughs) wow jan way to bring it down
3: that's dark but like how
1: how did
0: you because i've talked about this before on the podcast my parents were huge entertainers they love to entertain they love to have parties love to have parties and that's where i got my my ability to entertain i'm not great at Small talk and appetizers, because Dean and I are old, and we get hungry really early, but now, how did you learn how to give parties like that? Is it from your family and the big gatherings that you have had for like surrounding holidays and such
3: pretty much i mean um, we we 've always. Um... Yeah, we've always liked huge event. We'd find any excuse to have a party uh, when we were growing up. Yeah. So baptisms and birthday parties, like a a one-year-old birthday party and the majority of the guests are adults, you know, just kind of uh, uh, always finding events and uh, occasion to just host people and, you know, get together.
0: Are you the only one of your siblings that inherited the cooking gene or are your other siblings similar no
3: my sister was a really good cook. she didn't know how to cook when she got married because my mom did all the cooking but she quickly learned and you know my mom was obviously her tutor um but yeah she 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 became a really good cook none of my uh, brothers that I'm aware of I, I don't think cook <laughs> um no um but yeah
0: Wow, and well, what about you? Parties when you were young?
2: Was your you know, sister yeah. playing?
0: was your sister playing the.
2: Well, you know there was. You know, um, my sister and I were the only uh, two kids in the house. So, um, the the pattern was that when there was, you know, my parents would invite one of their siblings, and there were so many of them, but one of their siblings and their wives and their kids to come over. Um, I would be actually the one helping with my mom in the kitchen. My sister who played the violin, the fiddle. And my father played the accordion, both traditional Irish musicians. And so they would come. They would be the ones who would greet the folks at the door. They would come in, sit them down. um, Then I would be bringing out uh, uh, things for them to drink. Um, But it would be my my sister and my father who would be uh, sitting down with them. And then eventually, the instruments would come out, too. Um, Wow. Yeah. And so some of them would also play instruments. So that was kind of a natural thing. And I'd be in the kitchen with my mom you know, she would say, "You know, stir that pot," and I would do that. But I never again got that excitement about about it. I it was it was exciting to have people visiting, yeah. But it wasn't the same thing. The food wasn't the thing. Well, well, let's. Well, the food was the thing. I think she she made great meals for guests. Yeah, yeah. She yeah. Really Well, did. and
3: to her credit, she she made a, a really terrific uh, roast mm. and uh, mashed potatoes. Um, <laughs> But she I does. don't seriously <laughs> think they, other than that, and maybe for Thanksgiving, they ever use the oven. You know, uh, <laughs> I love how Ralph was goes. Like To s-
0: her credit, she had
3: one good meal. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean she was she did uh, no no I mean that's she was, the a, th- she was that's a she was th- a, she was th- a
2: passable cook. It wasn't awful, well, but that's it wasn't it wasn't like inspiring. No, no, but no, no, I that... remember that london broil. My god, it was that good. But that's interesting.
0: <laughs> that's interesting. The passable cook because I think that there's a lot of people of our parents generation who could be easily classified as the passable cook mm-hmm. because I don't think, you know, I think women who When our moms were coming up, you know, they had this whole idea of, oh, I just, you know, I don't want to be single. I want to get married, have babies. You know, it was like a very programmed thing. Like you really wanted to have, get married and have children. That was a thing, Mm -hmm. you know. I don't think they thought it through. Like, oh, I actually have to, like, provide food every night. (laughs) If my husband's off working and I'm
2: a housewife, I have to provide the food. But she knew how to do that, if I can say. Um, Yeah. She, you know, when, when she was first in this country and she was finding work. You know, she was the first in her, in her uh, family to, to come to America. There was an uncle of hers who was here. And so that was her entree into life in Chicago. And when she started to get jobs, she didn't know what uh, she'd be eligible for in terms of her education, et cetera. It wasn't until later that she worked at the, at the Harris Bank. So she was a very capable uh, kind of office worker. Um, uh, but when she first started, she was working as a, as a caretaker in a family. Uh, she was working um, uh, as a housekeeper at a Catholic uh, parish rectory, and eventually uh, uh, she was asked by the pastor of that parish to become the cook. So she was helping in the kitchen. She was doing things like that, and they could see that she was she could make a meal and she could make good food yeah. um, for them. Who undoubtedly the priests at that parish were also. You know, very middle class or lower middle class children themselves. They weren't asking for a whole lot, right? Right. But she could, you know, make a meal. She could make desserts. She could do all that stuff. So what she was making for us was was fine. But it is interesting that um, we, uh, both of us, my sister and myself, are not cooks. My sister is in the same boat as me, and, and. the Does her husband do the relationship. Her husband is the cook. Oh, my
3: gosh. He's really good, He's really good. But Mrs. Carroll made an amazing trifle. I mean, that was one of really? my favorite. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, now, like your mom good... was a good cook. Oh, yeah. I've heard mm-hmm. you say.
1: Yeah, Excellent cook.
3: Yeah. And Excellent. So is that yeah. where you got it?
0: <clears throat>
1: oh, well, I mean, yeah. What little bit. Anything I make that's, you know passable or that you think is great it's because my mother told me how to do it yeah, yeah her I mean,
0: mom will stand over right <clears throat> even to this day she'll help you like, i'll ask her yeah like, like i'm
1: like how do you do this brisket again
0: or the uh, ham salad you, or the uh, egg salad how do you do
1: this how do you do that yeah mm. i forget you know and she just turned 94 so right. i better write everything down if you know what i'm saying
3: cause, <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah 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 of course but, <laughs> exactly you
0: know well let's talk i want to go back a little bit too because there was a time ralph where you were a vegetarian
3: I'm, I'm, we're still really eating uh, a plant-based diet mostly. Really, uh, we'll eat uh, chicken, but but did you have really... like a
0: platelet moment where you had to eat oh, meat or something? Oh God, yeah, what? I went,
3: I went crazy.
0: Because uh, you went totally vegan. I was
3: vegetarian for about thirty years. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. that's yeah. a long time. Yeah, yeah, but then you know um, we were going to Chicago uh, for Thanksgiving, and I said I am not depriving myself of. the turkey wing this year i'm gonna have the turkey wing because we were going to his uh sister's place for thanksgiving
0: but wait so does that mean you were also vegetarian for 30 years
3: pretty much but okay. he would eat yeah. meat you know like if we'd go out or something it's not like i made
2: him eat, right you know
0: but you didn't sit there and go where's the beef no They're no i home. did not okay
2: no. it wasn't okay. that important it was still very very good food and sometimes
3: yeah. i would cook meat for him like like you know if it was saint patrick's day i'd the corn I wouldn't. Beef. <laughs> I wouldn't cook it, but I'd go buy him the corned beef at, you know, somewhere. Um, but I was strictly, yeah. And then what? Well, I told you we were going to Chicago, and it, I, I just made the decision. I'm going to have.
0: Okay, but what t- happened with the platelets? You said you had a platelet moment.
3: What's the platelet?
0: You you had low platelet count or something? You had to eat red meat or something to get your platelets? No, back I think
2: out? I think Ralph was was deciding to to eat healthier because his family did have issues with, um. What's the uh, term? Um,
3: Heart disease? Well, no, you're going to laugh at this because the reason I actually started w- with the no meat was uh, during Lent. And though I'm no longer a practicing Catholic, right. I still kind of do that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you give up something for 40 days. Yeah, And I went, f- I went uh, meatless for 30 years ago, whenever that was, for that East that, the Lent period. And then I just realized, I don't miss it, and I started feeling better, and I actually lost some weight. And I thought, oh, oh well, yeah. this is this is, o- this is okay, and I don't miss And that's when, you know, oh, my God, vegetarianism was still kind of not, you know. Accepted or uh, yeah. Well, yeah. the Freaky. food was pretty crappy. Right. Um, oh, like, what was that cafe on Morse Avenue? in Chicago oh the heartland the heart yes. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <hated that> <laughs> like, but that was like one of the few places you could go to have a vegetarian <laughs> yeah, meal yeah, yeah. Uh, there was the a yeah. Chicago diner on, on Chicago Halsted. diner yeah. on Halsted oh, uh, God. but uh, yeah and then I just thought well I'm feeling better I'm not missing it so I'm just gonna try it and, interesting uh, yeah
0: Interesting. Well, yeah. okay, so I mean, what time? We have about five minutes
3: left. So, There's a couple of things I want to.
0: Yeah. Oh. We, we want our well, Jan and I are both coveting that list that we see standing over there. We're going to. I'm going to leave it. it with you. Okay,
1: good. Yeah. Okay. But that vegetarian. I would like to go vegetarian myself. Mm. I really would. So.
3: But what's keeping you?
1: Well, my mom eats meat.
3: But. So. You don't feel like. Just she's give a, her the meat and you have she's the She's not going to come home after working
0: all day. And no, make no, no, two no. Meals. But
3: I assume you also supplement the meal with some vegetables or stuff.
1: No, just meat. I just throw her meat. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all she gets. No knife, um, no fork. I'm kind of <laughs> just I'm kidding, but I'm not. Five I minutes. Mean, you
0: get five minutes with the T bone yeah. from and then I'm taking it away. I don't know. <laughs> yeah.
1: I don't know. It's just it's just a lot more work. It's just easy. It's easier to do the meat thing than it is to do the vegetarian thing. You got to be a little more creative. It's got to be, you know, it's a little more work. Right. But I will eventually go vegan, vegetarian. Mm. I know I will.
3: And there's so many options now. It's gotten so much better than when you had to eat like bark well the internet was invented that's the big
0: thing you know like my friend who has celiac disease couldn't find anything gluten-free before amazon right. was invented and now it's like easy as one
1: click well i mean also living in you know california los angeles right everything Wherever, whatever you know. whatever special Trend. pecocta diet you have you can find whatever you want <laughs> but anyway i'll shut up because go ahead Very right. go ahead ralph
3: I am so glad that your friend last week brought up Evan Kleinman, because if there's someone you should be following, I know, I know. it I was, is I Evan f- Kleinman. I
0: started to do a little research on her, and I'm like, how do I not know who this woman is? And because you should
3: invite her on your show.
0: I will, because I, you know- you I think fa- she'll come? I don't. I follow her. Her
3: pie contest is next week at UCLA, and it's free of charge. You should register, both of you, and go and try the pies. It's all free. Yeah. Uh, and Ah, she's going to be there as a judge.
0: Well, the thing that really blew my mind is, like, I'm online a lot with food people, all types of food people across the board. And I'm looking at this woman's bio, and I'm like, how did I not know who that was? I mean... Yeah, I listen to her all the time. That's on the weirdest FBI. thing. And Dean goes, how do you not know who that is? I'm yeah. like, I have no even, idea. Have even no idea Dean she... knew? <laughs> she... yeah, even Dean knew
2: who she was.
1: I'm
3: like, uh, well, that's pretty Well,
2: he's weird. got the car radio on. He's listening to her yeah. on right. Saturday that's mornings, what I Yeah, right? I listen to
3: her. Yeah. Yeah. And sadly... I mean, the favorite segment for me was always when Jonathan Gold used mm. to come on. Yeah, and see, do I know who that review- is. He would do his food reviews yeah. of yes. new restaurants. Yeah. That was a huge loss when he passed away. It was. He was, he was so, I mean, good I at finding these little is, holes n- yeah. in the wall, you know. I know. And-
0: My next venture is to go to Bell, California, to Rocio Camacho's uh, mole place. She's supposed to be the most amazing. And where? Bell.
3: We went. To we we did. We took picture of Rocio. Ro-
0: Rocio, come on. Yeah. yeah. It good? See,
3: those are like journeys you take. Because I know. You want but I have to, to say,
0: oh, Dean, we're going to go to Bell. he be like, Bell? Yeah. We're not going to Bell. For...
3: <laughs> oh, it's, Bell? it's a sweet little place. It's I know, a tiny, I know. tiny little.
1: I know. How far is it?
3: It's, it's in sh- Bell. It's a schlep.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a
3: schlep. The other thing I wanted to bring up was your friend from, I think, two episodes or three episodes ago who played your elf. Oh, Tom. Oh. Who judges Mexican restaurants by the guacamole. Yeah, is that bad? Uh, no, I judge him by salsa. No, it's <gasps> fine how he... If, if a salsa is good, oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure that the food's going to be okay. If the yeah. salsa sucks, I know, oh no, this is not going to be good. But the, <laughs> the, the the one thing I... I'm a purist when it comes to guacamole. You don't add any pineapple or you know no. mango or whatever. I agree. Crap. I you concur. Know, it's like <laughs> when he said percent. that, I when he said that, I said, oh, I was on your side. <laughs> well, he, no
1: offense, but he was from Kentucky. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway,
3: you, you need to wrap it up, I know.
0: Yeah, we're wrapping it up. So listen, I thank you so much for coming. This um, was fun. I just had to text the people who are here for the next session. Like, they're like, where are we? <laughs> um yeah, thank you for everything and please leave us that list. Sure. Jan yeah, Can sure. I just
3: say you talk too much?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Shut up. She
3: just wouldn't she talk the let appropriate thing. This has been
0: yeah. a this has been a real treat. It's a little taste of Chicago, a little taste of our past, and a little Taste of the future, and you know, I guess the the takeaway for me is now you're going to have to invite Jan to your parties, but that's okay.
3: Gladly, she'll, uh, she'll absolutely. <laughs> and can I just say, be kind to LA food. Okay, okay we'll get. Right. Okay. Oh, we have the problem, we know. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. Thank you again. Thank All right. you. This was fun. All right. Bye. Bye.